Thanks for checking out Lincoln Way Christian Church's podcast. And don't forget to also check out www.lincolnway.org for more information about Lincoln Way Christian Church. Now let's get right to it and listen to Pastor Jeff as he brings today's message. When I was in college, um, one of the things he had to do was to do Christian service. And so I went to a nursing home once a week in order to pass Christian service. Now, that's not a very um, lofty reason to serve. It's just, just not. In the summer prior to going to seminary, I, I served as an intern for a place called, uh, called His Place, um, Inner City Mission. And I served there um, partly in order to um, um, get to know a two foot or five foot two um, brunette. Um, who eventually became my, my wife, um, and not, not a very pure reason to, to serve. Um, there is a temptation that comes in living in the suburbs about serving and about obedience to God. And that temptation that, that happens around this whole idea is that I need to make a difference. 24 years ago this April, I will be, be preaching since that time. I've preached about a thousand different sermons, um, slept through many of them. Um, and one of the, my major goals back then was that, oh, Lord, you know, help me to make a difference. You know, and making a difference back then was keeping them awake for eight and a half minutes. And if I did that, I thought, wow, I made a difference. They weren't bored out of their skull. In the suburbs, we quickly have bought into the idea that our lives need to be significant. We try to make them significant through many means. We increase our, our net worth in order to increase our significance. Some seek popularity to increase their significance. Some um, go with power to increase their significance. And it's easy to get caught in this whole idea that I need to make a difference with my life. And that becomes the goal. That becomes the thing. This is where I want us to be careful of. I want us to watch seeking significance through obedience or through service. I think we need to watch this. We think that the only through service worth doing is a service that I will make a difference with. But to be truly transformed into the image of Jesus Christ, we need to serve as Christ serves. How many of you have read The Purpose Driven Life? I mean... Remember we did that a few years back? We did the 40 days of purpose. And the big question they try to answer was, why am I here and um, how do I live a life that's significant? And, and I encourage that. And then the whole idea was that we would find significance through service. But when we serve to make a difference, when we try to find our significance in service, um, it leads us into a pretty self-centered place. Because it can be about us and not about Christ. That, that if I find my significance, and I know this is a little, little, little strange, but, 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 but it, it's the idea of finding our significance through service. That I am worthwhile because I serve and I found a place of service. When we serve, it's not about making us significant. It's about making God significant. I think that's the true biblical view. It's not about whether or not I'm significant or you're significant. It's about us making Christ significant to those around us, of making His name great. See, our significance does not come from our ability to serve. What happens if a person cannot serve? 
What, what, what happens when a, per, a child is born that has Down syndrome or, or cerebral palsy? Are they not significant because they can't serve in the same ways? They're significant just as you and I are significant because we are created in the image of God and because Christ came to save us. He paid an ultimate price for us. And see, if our significance comes through service rather than through God creating us, and because Jesus died for us, what happens is we have earned significance. And the Bible makes it clear that our significance comes because God loves us. When Jesus came to earth, he demonstrated service, not in order to make himself significant. He was already significant. And so I want to look at a passage and, and, and check out a passage in, in, in John chapter 13. It's a story that many of you know. It's a story about Jesus washing the disciples' feet. This is the last night of his life here on earth um, before the, his death and resurrection. So we're going to look at verse 1 through verse, through verse 5 and then start at verse 12 and go on from there. So let's look, look at this. John chapter 13, verse 1. It says, It was just before Passover feast, and Jesus knew the time had come for him to leave this world and to go to the Father. Having loved his own who were in the world, he now showed them the full extent of his love. The evening meal was being served, and the devil had already prompted Judas Iscariot, son of Simon, to betray Jesus. Jesus knew that, it, knew that the Father had put all things under his power, and that he had come from God and was returning to God. Jesus is here serving, even though he's not going to make a whole big difference right here. He, he, he will see that, that he's going to be serving people who hurt him. Think about it. Judas Iscariot is one of the ones around that table. He knows that Jesus, Judas is going to betray him into the hands of the Pharisees and the scribes and the Sanhedrin. He knows this, and yet he serves. Jesus also goes, you look around the table, there's Peter. What's Peter going to do in the next 24 hours? He's going to deny Jesus three times. There are the 10 other disciples who are also sitting around that table. And those 10, guess what they will do? They will abandon Jesus. He sits at a table with people who will deny and betray, deny and abandon. And within the next 24 hours, they'll do this. And Jesus knows all these things. And Jesus serves even though these people are going to hurt him. He's not going to make a huge impact right here. He's not going to make a difference. So it's difficult to serve people who will hurt us. It is also difficult to serve people who've been taking advantage of us or unappreciating. Jesus scrubs the same feet that would lead the soldiers to arrest it. How, how would you, you like to serve a husband who has never been, a thoughtful, never been thoughtful of your needs one day in his life? Or how would you like to serve a wife who never stops and says, I appreciate everything that you do for this family? Or how would you like to serve a child who never wraps their arms around you and kisses your neck and says thank you? Or how would you like to serve a coworker who talks behind your back? How would you like to serve a father who no matter what you do, it's never quite good enough? And how do you serve a ch church member who acts superior and prideful? And how do you serve when you feel unappreciated or unnoticed of those around you? See, Jesus serves anyhow. 
Because it's not about him getting appreciated. It's not about him being significant. It's about the other people. It's about following the will of the Father. Jesus serves them even though he's got his own problems too. You know, he's going to have to face the cross in just a short amount of time. He's going to be, be wrecked with pain. He knows that there's going to be a separation between himself and the Father. And yet he continues to serve. Maybe you've rationalized that you don't need to serve because you're overworked or you're out of work or you're terminally ill or you're, you have elderly parents. Jesus knew that he would be nailed to the cross within 24 hours, and yet he washes the disciples' feet. Isn't that amazing? Isn't that amazing? See, it's not about him. It's about God. Verse 4 says, So he got up from the meal, and he took out his outer clothing and wrapped a towel around his waist. And after he poured water into a basin and began to wash his disciples' feet, drying them with a towel that he wrapped around him. Christ-like service is not done in the limelight. It's content with serving in the hiddenness. And so Jesus does this in the hiddenness. He takes on the very form of the lowliest servant. The lowliest servant in the household would be the one who would wash feet. We don't understand that because we don't have, you know, when people come to our house, we don't wash their feet, right? We don't do that. But back then it was common. And you would get the lowliest servant would would be the one who would do that. And Jesus takes on the very lowest of servants. Question we ask, well, then how should I serve? Well, let me give you a few suggestions just to think through it and and just to to walk through it. One thing, a question is, what are my gifts? How has God gifted you? See, God's gifted you in such a way that, um, that, that you would be best able to serve. And so we look at this in Romans chapter 12, verses 4 through 6. It says, Just as each one has, has one body with many members, and these members do not all have the same function, so in Christ we who are many form one body, and each member belongs to all the others. We have different gifts according to the grace given us. If a man's gift is prophesying, let him use it in proportion to his faith. So we have gifts, abilities. And that goes to the next one, the abilities. Each one should use whatever gift he has received, to serve others, faithfully administering God's grace in its various form. And then also look at where your passion is. Where has God, you know, where do you have a passion to serve? An area that says, you know, this is, this is how God's made me and serve out of that passion. And then the question is, what needs to be done? See, sometimes we serve because this is what needs to be done. Jesus knew that the feet were dirty. They needed to be washed. The, there, there, there was probably no one in the room that would say, I have the f- gift of feet washing. Right? No one would say that. And yet Jesus has other things, other gifts, other abilities, wonderful abilities, could have done miracles, could have, you know, whatever. And yet he still washes the feet. And sometimes we just need to serve in those places where something just needs to be done. Something just needs to be done. Moving the chairs, doing whatever. Blaise Pascal writes this great prayer. He says, Lord, help me to do big things as if they were little, because I do them with your power, and help me to do little things as if they were big, because I do them in your name. Let us do whatever kind of service, whatever kind of um, way that we're going to serve others, to do it to the best of our abilities, because we're doing it in the name of God. Let's move on to verses 12 and following. It says, 
And when he had finished washing their feet, he put clothes, he put on his clothes and returned to his place. And he says, do you understand what I've done for you? He asked them, you call me teacher and Lord and rightly so, for that is what I am. Now that I, your Lord and teacher, have washed your feet, you should also wash one another's feet. For Christ-like service is a way of life. See, there's a word there that says you should wash. Is, is it, is the idea is that you should continue to wash. You should can stay in the game with it. It's, it's, it's more of a, of a mindset rather than um, um, just simply, I'm going to serve this one time. I did it one time. When, when, when we look at that verb, you should wash in verse 14, it indicates an ongoing, continuing action. A lifestyle servant is counter to our human nature. Um, infants and children are selfish, aren't they? I mean, just by nature. They, they have a selfishness to them. It's about feeding and getting them taken care of. And they want their diaper changed, they want food and all that. And when they get older, they want a doll or they want an Xbox or they want something like that or a paintball gun. And when they get older, they want a car and a college education, and then they want a wedding. Married people sometimes say to their spouse things like this, it's your job to make me happy, to meet my needs. And what does that cause? Problems, doesn't it? Doesn't that cause problems? And Christians often take this mindset, this selfishness, into their life of the church they're expecting that God will make them healthier, wealthier, wiser, thinner, thinner. Come on, God, do your job, make me happy. And when it comes to the church, we say, feed me, serve me, meet my needs, take care of my kids, listen to my problems, call me and notice me. My needs are going to be met, and if they're not going to be met by you, there will be a church down the street who will do it for me. For selfish people, there needs to be a paradigm shift. For service is not about me. It's not about you. It needs to move from a consumer mentality that says, what can the church do for me, to a servant mentality, which asks, what can I do for the church? See, God is impressed by the things the world is impressed with. He's not impressed by power. He's not impressed by money. He's not impressed by anything. What will get God's attention is a bent need, a water basin, a towel, a humble spirit, and a broken heart. Husbands, let's imagine this. Let's imagine that you are going to the store and that you are going to buy something, a gift for your wife for no reason at all. Okay? Um, it's not like this. Is that um, in MDO a few weeks ago, they asked the kids, says, why does your dad bring your mommy flowers for Valentine's Day? And uh, one of the kids, um, they, they said, well, they say, I love you. And then one of the kids said this. What does, your, what does your dad say when he gives the flowers? He says, I'm sorry. He did that just like that. <laughs> I'm sorry. I mean, this is, this is, just imagine, though, that you're not doing it to say you're sorry. You're not doing it to say just, 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 just because. And that, um, you know, when you walk out of the 7-Eleven and, um, and you ask yourself, why are you doing this? Is it because you're guilty? No. Is it? Because you're afraid of your wife? No. Is it because you want it to be thanked or noticed? Or is it because you're looking for something in return later, later on? Why are you doing this? No, you're doing it just to simply be grateful for who she is and for who God is. A Christ-like servant does not serve God because of manipulation or pressure. He does it because 
he loves God. Look at verse 15 through 17. I have set you an example that you should do as I have done for you. I tell you the truth, no servant is greater than his master. No messenger is greater than the one who sent him. Now that you know these things, you will be blessed if you do them. For you and I, to serve for our own benefit is not the reason that he tells us to serve here. He tells us to serve here to be like the master, Jesus. To be like the one who sent, Jesus. And so the pathway home, instead of looking at, how can I make a difference? The pathway home is I serve not to become significant, because I'm already significant in Christ, but to become like Jesus. So that I can become more and more like Jesus. That's the reason to serve. See, sometimes we run into people into our lives that we we serve, and we're not going to change their lives. Not in a hugely impactful way. You know, when we lived over in, on uh, 141 South Schoolhouse, the church building was over there, a family lived over there, consistently there was a guy named Ted who came to visit. He would come to visit about every six months. I guess Ted hasn't found us since we've been here. But Ted would come, and Ted has significant mental difficulties. He had bipolar, and he would come, about every six months, and he would ask for food. And I would go, and he always wanted the same thing, a loaf of bread and hamburger patties, frozen hamburger patties. Not a whole lot. And I would go and get him hamburger patties and some bread. Sometimes I'd say, what, do you want some ketchup? No, 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 no. I mean, we never, he never would ask for anything extra. You know what? Doing that... Was that going to make a big difference? No. Was Ted still going to have bipolar disease? Yeah. Was he still going to be racked with the pain of that? Yeah. Was he going to be demonstrated the love of Christ? Yeah, that's about it. Wasn't going to hugely change his life. And so, so you know, some of the service that you do, you're going to go, man, why am I doing this? What difference does it make? Sometimes it won't make any difference. Sometimes it will. But let's not find it, our significance in serving. Let us find our significance in Christ. Paul writes, he says, I'm being poured out like a drink offering. His life of sacrifice. Did he make a difference? Yeah. But was that the purpose? No. The purpose was to give glory and honor to Jesus Christ, who made him significant when he made him a child of God. So you and I have our significance in Christ Jesus because of the sacrifice that Jesus made on the cross for you and for me. For more information about our church, children's ministry programs, and student ministry programs, check out www.lincolnway.org.